Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Well, what do we got here today, Mike? We have Elijah Craig Small Batch. Uh, 94 proof, 47% ABV. Mash bill on this bad boy is 78% corn, 10% rye, 12% malted barley. Uh, it's from Bardstown, Kentucky, and there's a couple facts regarding this whiskey and Elijah Craig, the man himself. So, this whiskey won seven gold medals, uh, 93 points in 2018 at the Ultimate Spirits Challenge. It essentially showed up on the scene and decimated the competition. It's extremely well priced. That bottle's thirty dollars. Really? Yeah. This is seven fifty. Yeah. Wow. Um, so it's pretty much the perfect blend of what you want, what you need, and it's got that little touch of heat to it. I can already smell a lot of caramel coming from here, and it's not even close to my nose yet. Yeah, it's it's a a really good product. It makes a perfect gift too for somebody that appreciates bourbon. It's a great color, so I'm excited for it. So for the history on Elijah Craig, uh, he's the father of bourbon. He's the first to char oak barrels. Oh, interesting. He's, uh, he's coined with pioneering that. So, few things to touch on. Reverend Elijah Craig was a Baptist preacher, an active character in 1800s Kentucky. He was an educator, road builder, land speculator, and built the first paper and wool mills in Georgetown, Kentucky. So he's but just he's, the biggest alpha male ever. Yeah, the dude's just like an entrepreneur, and he crushed it. Good for him. Yeah. He's best known as the father of bourbon. No one knows how he is credited with pioneering the charring of the oak barrels, not even the distillery, um, because most of the history is lost. So there's a few versions of several stories, one of which was an accidental fire in the mill. It charred the barrels and changed the taste of the whiskey. Another is he used sugar barrels and became impressed with how charring the barrels improve the flavor uh currently heaven hill distillery preserves the bourbon making traditions from elijah craig and they carry on all the traditions and such so i enjoy this a lot i actually picked this up on a whim a couple weeks ago and crushed it and i'm like this has to be on the podcast and they got a pretty good story Mm -hmm. so here we are do you know did it say what char they use no no i don't know what number it's 78% corn, though. Really? Yeah. 78% corn. Wow. It's a high corn. Mm-hmm. This is going to be sweet. And there we go. Right on cue. Here it is. Right on cue. Here we go. Hopefully this goes well with Folgers. It's a really good everyday bourbon. Mm-hmm. Your taste is probably all over the place right now because of coffee. Yeah. It's a... It's a very smooth, well-rounded taste. It's a, it's your yeah. It's an everyday bourbon. It's a similar taste to it, like an everyday bourbon too. Mm-hmm. Something that you can just crush and go down so smooth. That's sweet. This is good. I love the color too. A nice copper. Yeah. Very cool. Very very cool. So it was started in 1789. I believe so. Bardstown is the same town that uh, threw up this bad boy too. Larceny. There you go. I knew it sounded familiar. Is Larson out of Heaven Hill? Yes. Yep. Right. Heaven Hill. Yes. Hello. Hello. Uh, Old Fitzgerald Distillery. So no. Is Four Roses out of Heaven Hill? One of one of these that we reviewed had a Heaven Hill. Maybe it was Larson. I don't know. Four Roses is Four Roses. True. Um. Maybe Larson is Heaven Hill. I don't know. Regardless, it's a very good product. We focus on local. Right. Case in point. Yeah. But yeah, so it's a very, very good everyday drinker uh, that literally just shows up to competitions and wins double gold. Mm-hmm. So it's good. I like what it. What would you compare this to like a, a local option? Is there something that you would compare it to or is it all by itself? For this, I'd say it's all by itself. 
the I think the main reason is the high corn, but it's also got that proof level that you can't really get with local right yet. So I like it. It's a really nice, mm-hmm. really nice Very everyday. Smooth. You can you can smell. We'll get into it later, but you can yeah. smell that heat with the caramel. Mm-hmm. It's not a ton of caramel. I mostly just get. I get a little mint and vanilla bean. Ooh. Let's wait until a Folgers goes down the gullet, and then I'll give you a nice. Yeah, you might need water. Nice Should we write this thing? We sure can. Let's do it. All right. Elijah Craig, small batch. 1789, Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. You got the uh, label there. Elijah Craig, signed by Elijah Craig, father of bourbon. First to char oak barrels. All that is on the label. I like that. Yep. I like also that this awesome wooden top. I don't know if you can really see. Maybe I'll try for this camera. But uh, right there. It's not going to focus. Right there. says Elijah Craig right on the uh, cork or cork, as you say. Um, Really interesting. Really cool. Really cool bottle shape. I'm going to give this an A+. I'm down for that. A+. Boom. Nailed it. What did we do last week? Did we do... No, we didn't do Grist and Saw last week. We did something else, right? Or did we do Grist and Saw last week? Uh, No, we didn't. We did Jameson last week. We didn't write it on the board. Nailed it. No, it's fine. We're doing really good. I forgot this week's Thursday cocktail post, so that's good. Yeah, you threw it up Friday morning. Mm-hmm. It's all good. People are consistent. I will admit when I mess up. All right, so anyway, nose. <laughs> what are we doing for the nose? Tell the people what you're smelling. I'm getting mint, vanilla, a little ethanol. I like that mint. Because <laughs> as you know, I'm a huge fan of mint. I like that mint call-out because I don't know if I would have guessed that if you didn't tell me. Are you getting fruit? I'm getting like a sweet fruit. Not a lot. It's like on the tail end of the nose. Sweet fruit? Gotta press that hard reset button. Yeah, I'm I'm getting a fruit. I'm getting a Folgers Colombian. (laughs) Jesus. I'm giving this an A+. What about you? I'll give it an A+. I feel like I'm going to pass out if I keep putting this nostril in. Yeah, far, you're, you're going hard. Hard on the scent. Because I can, I can smell that fruit now that you're saying that. Maybe like a cherry? Or like a berry? Yeah. Very faint, though. Mm-hmm. Probably it's why a- I would go good with that pomegranate. Yeah, it's on the tail end of the nose. It isn't up front. All right, A plus on the nose, right? So initial taste. I'm getting a little smoke, a little vanilla. This is a char three. Is that what you're going with? Yeah. The wood sugars are not as prominent in this. How long is this age for? This is a small batch. How long is this age for? Do you know? No, I don't. I would guess five to seven years. We sound so pretentious, just saying. Um, Fake it till you make it, bro. Yeah, really. But yeah, I don't. I don't. It's smell. not even ten o'clock yet. I <laughs> um, thought we weren't going to tell the listeners what time it is. It is four a.m. Um, but yeah, I'm not getting like a ton of wood sugars. What time is it? It's 10.18 in the morning. There you go. Nailed it. Doing good on Memorial Day. Killing it. Cheers, friends. You can't day drink if you don't start early. Hell yeah. Right, so... Just think, if we were at a Bill's tailgate, we'd be hammered already. Yeah, 100%. I didn't have breakfast, so I might be. Um, I'm getting spice. Um, yeah. And then, speaking of this, I've been baking. A little clove? Two? Uh, nutmeg. I've been baking way more. So, I've been throwing in different ingredients in my baking recipes. I'm picking up nutmeg. Probably just because I just had it, but I'm tasting it here. Okay. Are you or no? Because if you're not, then me neither then. I'm picking up a little mozzarella. 
<laughs> you had pizza last night, didn't you? <laughs> God, I love you so much, dude. No, not last night. <sighs> last morning. <laughs> <laughs> last day during lunch. Um, I could go not back with that. I'm going A++. I can see what you're talking about with the spices. Because there's like more spices than a nutmeg. Maybe like a little clove. Yeah. And there too, baking spice. The spices. Yeah, the the spices up front, the smoke is throughout. Mm-hmm. And then I'm getting a faint bit of nutmeg on the back end mm-hmm. of the initial taste. The ending notes. I agree, I agree, I agree. I agree, I agree, I agree. So what did we give that for a rating? A plus plus. Okay. The ending note, I'm getting vanilla. Um, and then I'm getting the oils as well on the ending note. It's a smooth finish. Yeah, but, it's very vanilla. Yeah. There's not a lot of burn though. Yeah. The burn, for me, is in the nose and the very first part of the initial taste. Outside of that, it goes down so smooth. This is a dangerous whiskey because you don't really feel that 94 proof. Not at all. You know it's hotter, but it's not anything insane. Like a three-quarter or 1792 full proof, like that's those are hot. It doesn't burn you down. It's a very, very high hug. It doesn't burn you at all going down. Yep. There's no medium hug like in the throat. You don't feel anything in your stomach from my from my end. And normally I have bad acid reflux. So if I if something burns, I feel it in my stomach. I do not feel this at all. This is a very, very high hug. This is dangerous. This is a very, very good whiskey for the price. In my opinion, everybody should have a small batch in their stock. Just because it's thirty bucks a bottle, mm-hmm. you can't beat that, and it's a super good everyday bourbon for somebody who actually enjoys and appreciates yeah. whiskey. Where'd you buy this? Um, that specific bottle I bought at Outlet Liquors on Joe Durbin, um, but it's in every liquor store mm-hmm. that I've been to. We need maybe in the future once we start getting paid for this, we need to go down to Bardstown. I agree. I agree. I agree. I didn't think you would disagree with that. No. I'm down to travel. Plus, the benefit of traveling down to Kentucky is that our money is going back into the U.S. economy. Obviously, it's some of the best things ever. All right, final rating. This is just a very good quality value bourbon. Yeah. All right. Give me that countdown. Three, two, one. Well, welcome back to another episode of Buffalo Happy Hour. Mike, we're at 35. Episode 35. We're not going to tell people what time it is. Um, it's, uh, there's a lot going on. And a lot of that involves coffee and us trying to wake up because we're going to stumble for about the first 20 minutes here. Yeah, are you awake yet? No. No? Not at all. Do you sleep good throughout the night? Or mm-hmm. are you a tosser, you turner, turner? I have nightmares. No, I... Uh, <laughs> It depends on what I do during the day, but I'm just so accustomed to waking up early that no matter what happens, regardless of the holidays or weekends, I'm just up at a certain hour, and then I got to fight to fall back asleep for another hour or whatever it is. What time do you normally wake up? Like 5.36. It's really specific. Yeah. Yeah, my body just wakes up within that half an hour range, and then I'm like, all right, I have either 40 more minutes or just get up now or... I'm able to fall back asleep and then wake up at like 8.30 if it's a weekend. I don't know. But I toss and turn a little bit. I'm somewhat of a light sleeper. Sam kicks when he dreams. So he'll just like kick me in the nuts. Dude, Cleo does that all the time. She donkey kicks me regardless of what position I'm in. She'll just like extend her legs and just punch me. It's the worst feeling in the entire world. Yeah, because you have a Charlie horse and you're half asleep. Yeah. Yeah. But part of me, I remember thinking like it because I'm sleeping. Like, I know it happens, but I could care less. And I'm like, oh, God, that hurt. Whatever. And then I fall back asleep. Yeah. That's literally what happens. So. It sucks. Colleen has been uh, dealing with migraine pretty much for the later half of yesterday into today. Really? So she slept in the spare room. So it was just me and Sam spooning hard. 
It was awesome. <laughs> it's getting hot though at night. It is get. I turned my AC on for the first time yesterday. Yeah, me too. It was 81 degrees in my house, and I'm like, I'm not doing this. Sam's on the couch just panting, <laughs> staring at me, and I'm like, all right, dude, I got you. So I closed all the windows. Colleen wanted to air the house out after the third day. I'm like, the house is aired out. Now it's just, I'm sweating my ass off, and I'm over it. So we, uh, I turned the AC on when she was in the shower, and she gets out of the shower, and She's like looking around. She's like, did you put the AC on? I'm like, yeah, it was 81 goddamn degrees in the house. I'm not going to sit here and sweat. I'm over it. We have AC. We're going to use it. But uh, you're the one that wants to move down south? Yeah, but every house down <laughs> south has true, air conditioning in true, it. True, true. Not going to play that game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it got ridiculously warm. And I'm that type of person where I love the summer, but I being too hot is the worst feeling in the entire world. Fall's my favorite season. Yeah, I would rather be colder on the colder end of the spectrum because I just can't function when it's too warm. I get too sticky, too clammy, too gross. It's not a good time for me, which is great because I'm going golfing tomorrow, and it's 89 degrees tomorrow, and they're not allowing everyone to use carts, so we got to walk 14 miles. It's going to be fun. Good times, man. I'm just going to keep drinking my coffee. Oh, yeah. You're going to lose a lot of weight tomorrow. A lot of water weight gonna be dripping off do you think the pizza will fall off maybe there you go that's what i care about that's it well what do we got here today mike we have elijah craig small batch uh 94 proof 47 percent abv mash bill on this bad boy is 78 percent corn 10 percent rye 12 percent malted barley uh it's from bardstown kentucky and there's a couple facts regarding this whiskey and elijah craig the man himself. So this whiskey won seven gold medals, uh, 93 points in 2018 at the ultimate spirits challenge. It essentially showed up on the scene and decimated the competition. It's extremely well-priced. That bottle's $30. Really? Yeah. This is 750. Yeah. Wow. Um, so it's pretty much the perfect blend of what you want, what you need, and it's got that little touch of heat to it. I can already smell a lot of caramel coming from here. And it's not even close to my nose yet. Yeah, it's it's a a really good product. It makes a perfect gift, too, for somebody that appreciates bourbon. It's a great color. So I'm excited for it. So for the history on Elijah Craig, uh, he's the father of bourbon. He's the first to char oak barrels. Oh, interesting. He's, uh, he's coined with pioneering that. So a few things to touch on. Reverend Elijah Craig was a Baptist preacher, an active character in 1800s Kentucky. He was an educator, road builder, land speculator, and built the first paper and wool mills in Georgetown, Kentucky. So he was but just he's, the biggest alpha male ever. Yeah, dude's just like an entrepreneur and he crushed it. Good for him. Yeah. He's best known as the father of bourbon. No one knows how he is credited with pioneering the charring of the oak barrels, not even the distillery, um, because most of the history is lost. So there's a few versions of several stories, one of which was an accidental fire in the mill. It charred the barrels and changed the taste of the whiskey. Another is he used sugar barrels and became impressed with how charring the barrels improved the flavor. Uh, currently Heaven Hill Distillery preserves the bourbon-making traditions from Elijah Craig, and they carry on all the traditions and such. So, I enjoy this a lot. I actually picked this up on a whim a couple weeks ago and crushed it, and I'm like, this has to be on the podcast, and they got a pretty good story. Mm -hmm. So, here we are. Do you know, did it say what char they use? No. No? I don't know what number. It's 78% corn, though. Really? Yeah. 78% corn. Wow. That's a high corn. Mm-hmm. This is going to be sweet. And there we go. Right on cue. Here it is. Right on cue. Here we go. Hopefully this goes well with Folgers. It's a really good everyday bourbon. Mm-hmm. Your taste is probably all over the place right now because of coffee. Yeah. It's a... It's a very smooth, well-rounded taste. It's a, it's your yeah. It's an everyday bourbon. It's a similar taste to like an everyday bourbon too. Mm-hmm. Something that you can just crush and go down so smooth. That's sweet. This is good. I love the color too. A nice copper. Yeah. Very cool. Very very cool. So it was started in seventeen eighty nine. 
I believe so. Bardstown is the same town that uh, threw up this bad boy, too. Larceny. There you go. I knew it sounded familiar. Is Larceny out of Heaven Hill? Yes. Yep, right. Heaven Hill. Yes. Hello. Hello. Uh, Old Fitzgerald Distillery. So, no. Is Four Roses out of Heaven Hill? One of one of these that we reviewed had a Heaven Hill. Maybe it was Larceny. I don't know. Four Roses is Four Roses. True. Um... Maybe Larceny's Heaven Hill. I don't know. Regardless. It's a very good product. We focus on local. Right. Case in point. Yeah. Nailed but yeah, so it's a very, very good everyday drinker uh, that literally just shows up to competitions and wins double gold. Mm-hmm. So it's good. I like what it. What would you compare this to like a, a local option? Is there something that you would compare it to? Or is it all by itself? For this, I'd say it's all by itself. The... I think the main reason is the high corn, but it's also got that proof level that you can't really get with local right. yet. So I like it. It's a really nice, mm-hmm. really nice Very every smooth. day. You can, you can smell, we'll get into it later, but you can yeah. smell that heat with the caramel. Mm-hmm. It's not a ton of caramel. I mostly just get... I get a little mint and vanilla bean. Ooh. Let's wait until a Folgers goes down the gullet, and then I'll give you a nice... Yeah, you might need water. Nice taste. Well, Mike, what did you do this weekend? Because you are roasted. You're yeah, I got like some. a lobster. I started my outdoor projects now that we have more than two days of consistent good weather. Uh, so my porch railing, we cleaned that. Colleen took awesome all-purpose cleaner. I don't know if you've ever used that, but it's incredible. So she took a rag that was soaked and awesome, diluted it a little bit with water, and then hand-washed the railings that is on the front porch. And then I took it and wiped down my gutters to try to clean my gutters from all the the fingers of dirt Mm -hmm. that run down. And the railings look incredible, and the gutters are just so old and stained that... There's like one strip that's about two inches wide that actually got clean, but the rest didn't. So then I borrowed my buddy's power washer, power washed the railings off, uh, power washed the front porch itself, the pad, got a lot of the moss off. And then it, it was, it's kind of random, but because of the, the shade with the moisture and the, the front landscaping beds, there's just like little speckles of moss Yep. that's like really, really, really small. Mm-hmm. So I blasted those right off. Clean that up. Clean isn't that. It, isn't it so like, mesmerizing and satisfying watching it? Yeah. So much fun. Yeah, it's great. Was yours? Were you appalled by how much dirt was on there, or did you do this last year? I didn't do it last year, but it really wasn't that bad. Um, the The area that was bad was my driveway. That was like, where my truck parks mm-hmm. from winter. I'm like, yeah, it's gross. So I blasted that. Blasted the gutters with the power washer, and then I started the front landscaping beds. I'm redoing them from scratch. What do you mean? So... Long story, but the first spring in my house, the gutter runoff didn't exist. It wasn't there, so the gutter went straight down to the foundation of the house, and then I had a little bit of water in the basement when it poured for two days straight. So I extended the gutter out, and then since I haven't had any issues at all, but because of where we are, it's flat, and you can't do anything about it. It sucks. So I wanted to reseal where the gas pipe comes into the house. From the outside and the inside. You're not supposed to do too much from the outside. You're supposed to do all of it from the inside. But I still want to slap just like a little sealant on the front. And then just say that's done. And then actually like grind the concrete away. Mm -hmm. And then reseal the area around the pipe from the inside. And then make sure that that's good to go. Before I completely finish the basement. So the front landscaping beds have bushes and a couple flowers throughout and it, it lines the front of my house, and then it goes down some of the side of my house, like a quarter of the side where the front porch is. And then it stops where the front porch ends. But I want to, everything I do, I want to, like, just maintenance free. I don't want to do it again. I'm over it. And for years, I did landscaping for work. And I'm just so sick of pulling out the hedge trimmers, raking everything out, like, redoing the mulch every, like, I just don't. I would rather focus on something inside the house mm-hmm. and then refinish the inside. So I'm doing the beds maintenance free. So I'm 
ripping out all the bushes and then raking out all the old mulch, all the old dirt. I'm going to rototill everything and then I'm going to lay down plastic and then lay down rubber mulch and rubber mulch. Yeah. So literally the, the rubber pellets that make up playgrounds, Mm -hmm. you can buy that look like mulch and it lasts like 15, 20 years. It's disgusting. So you lay that down on top of plastic and you don't get any weeds coming through and then the mulch it's rubber and it looks just like black gold mulch. So I'm laying that down and then I'm just going to plant low maintenance um, plants throughout that don't need a lot of sun because the sun doesn't really hit the front of my house all that well. So um, yeah, that's the plan. And then I'm going to redo the, I'm going to redefine the beds themselves. I'm going to basically make like a hard edge and then lay down two layers of landscaping brick. That's a little decorative and just go two bricks high Mm -hmm. all the way across and I'm done. It's like 350 square feet worth of work. It's a day. Yeah. But I just need the full day. How much does this rubber mulch cost? I feel like it'd be pricey. It's by it's by square foot. It's it's actually not that much. It's like three dollars more than black gold. Oh really? Yeah. And you n- don't really have to do it at all. And yeah. you can get it in different um shades? No, not shades, like fineness. You can oh. get it like really, really fine and it looks incredible, or you can get like a little thicker piece and then it, it literally looks like bigger pieces of black mulch. It's amazing. So I'm going to throw that in, and I won't have to touch my beds ever again. Wow. And then I can just move on to something else. So I'll pay for it up front, but then within two seasons, it's it pays for itself. Right. So I'm happy. Cool. Yeah. What You, you got do? roasted, right? Yeah, I got I got roasted hard. I was wearing I was wearing a, uh, a wife beater. Not that Show I beat my wife. I wonder if it shows up. Oh, oh sure I just scraped my sunburn on the shelf. That was my plan. Nailed it. Oh, yeah. Look at that. Look at that. I hope it shows. I don't know if it will, but yeah, I'm uh, I'm Mr. Krabs this week. Do you do you believe you got me money? Yeah, or whatever he says. Um, do you believe in sunscreen or no? Not really. No. I, like it works. I just don't want to take the time and put it on because then I can't grip anything. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously, I just love dabbling in conspiracy theories. Not that I believe them or anything, but they're just fun to look into. But back in the day. People didn't really get skin cancer like they do now. And there's this conspiracy theory that sunscreen, the chemicals in there, are what causes skin cancer, not the sun itself. Thoughts. I don't use sunscreen. If I burn, if I get really red, I tan within a day. Perks of being Italian, you know. But I was outside literally all weekend, power washing every single thing in my house, including the inside. That would be dangerous. But... I was like, I didn't get burned at all. I was just all tan. I don't believe in sunscreen. Not that I don't believe in it. I know it works. But, like, isn't there that thing, too, after SPS 15, it just doesn't even matter anymore? Yeah, I don't know if it's 15 or 30. Then why make a 60? I don't know, man. It's a conspiracy theory, man. They want you to buy it. Birds aren't real. They're just drones. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, that's the type of... it's. I don't not use sunscreen because of that but it's just something fun to think about i i don't even know if we have it in the house colleen swears that we do i've just never seen it nor do i care to look i just go outside and go to work yeah i'm in the same boat but i'm irish so i just crisp then i peel then i bronze there you go bronze yeah if i'm going to sit out on a beach i'll put sunscreen on because i don't want to die and ruin the rest of my life but like when we went to uh hilton head and we were just chilling on the beach. I'm like, okay, I should probably put sunscreen on because I'm going to get roasted. And then the rest of the vacation is shot. So I put sunscreen on there. But, like, if I'm working around the house, I don't I don't put it on. Yeah. I just put aloe, aloe on the spots that are burned and yeah. move on with my life. How many times have you mowed your lawn? Dude, it's been growing so quickly. I'm up to twice a week. Yeah. My buddy's buddy cuts his every three days because it's growing so fast mine's not that bad but it's definitely twice a week it's insane so i'll probably cut it when we're done here are you mulching it are you putting it back in the grass or are you bagging it up no i mulch and then i just walk around oh dude i gotta plug in my leaf blower i gotta recharge my battery it's all good though yeah i'll make it work but the the back i'll bag and then i'll sprinkle the clippings and the low spots and try to have the grass regrow in those areas uh, but for the most part, I just mulch, leave it all sit there, and mm-hmm. regenerate growth. It's a good time. Yeah, that's what mine is. But mine just grows so quick. It looks like it's just all grass clippings out there right now because I just never bag it. 
looks nice, but once you get up close, it's terrible. I didn't notice. I yeah. thought it was soft when I was walking on it. Hey, thanks, man. I parked in your driveway. I know. I saw that. So I had opened my door and then slightly step on your grass for a minute. It's nice. That area is pretty nice. Premium. Yeah. I put the premium grass right where you step out. The rest of it's all garbage, but the pre- there's one strip of premium grass right there. They call it rubber grass. You just put it in there once and it lasts 15 years. Oh, is that what it is? <laughs> nice, man. Where do you pick that up? It's only $3 extra. Um, but yeah, so we power washed, or I power washed the entire deck. It took forever to do, it but it looks so though. much nicer. Yeah. I had to do the outside. It took seven hours of power washing to do the whole deck and the porch, the doors, and the entire house. It took seven hours. My water bill is going to be insane. How many times did you have to fill a power washer up with gas? It's electric, so none. Wow. Yeah. Well, then. And it was 2,300 PSI. Pretty powerful boy. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Nice. Got it from my friend Jamie. Jamie, thank you very much. Good man. Good man. Hooking up the boys. We had some uh, business meetings, though, this weekend because it was my uh, birthday meeting. We did. birthday weekend. Your birthday is tomorrow. Yes, it is. You excited to be 35? (laughs) 27 going on 46 dude ever since like this whole quarantine started i'm seeing more and more gray hairs like under here it's just i don't i don't know i guess i don't notice that i'm stressed but like my hair is like yo bro we're gonna get gray for you don't worry about it but yeah so we had i had people over tried to socially distance my life because you know rona but i had a couple friends over on friday night a couple friends over on saturday night that way i can socially distance everybody and i don't have the neighbors calling the cops on me because i have 12 people over instead of 10 so, yeah, it was a good time. You came over Friday night. How was it? Did you have fun? Have we always time? have fun. Absolutely. Yeah, it was a blast. It was a good time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, so we had a little business meeting Friday night because not only did we have Michael of the Buffalo Happy Hour podcast, but we also had the Nick and Lisa of Queen City Creative Works. So we had a brainstorming sesh, and it went pretty well. It did. Do you want to give a little sneaky peek, or you want to let it let it rest? Uh, we'll, we'll do a little quick teaser. We got some stuff in the works for round two of merchandise, uh, and we also have new capabilities to allow us to do different things like branded coffee mugs, branded hats, uh, branded glasses, depending on the glass. If it's like a see-through glass like this, it might be a little difficult, uh, but if it's like a coffee mug or something solid like that, it'll look great. Well, I think that even these glasses would look fine. It's just these Glencairn glasses you probably can't do just because of the angle of it. Yeah. But like these, you should be... Because this is vinyl on. Okay. So it should be relatively easy to do these. But sorry. No, you're good. So we're also coming out with a another round of t-shirts. Um, and then for those t-shirts, if anyone is interested, please let us know. Drop a comment. And that way we can prioritize the sizes that we order for the next order. The shirt is going to be a memorabilia piece in respects to the Rona. Uh, So it's a witty little slogan with our logo on the back. Uh, The logo on the back is going to be similar to the one that I'm wearing now. So I'll turn around and show you. With the sunburn. You can see the sunburn through the gray, dude. Just kidding. Can you? You got got it. it? Oh, sure do. It's a nice big, what is that? Five inch? Five incher? Yeah. Yep. So just do the podcast like that. The rest of the well, podcast. I'll just, I'll just <laughs> I don't know. Here, that was proof that I'm still tired. Instead of turning this way and making it really easy on myself, I turned this way and made it way more difficult on yeah. myself. So, anyways, it's okay. You're still sleeping. Yeah, the logo is going to be centered on the uh, top, back of the neck, and then the color of the shirt is going to be straight black with white fonts, white logos. So. Switching it up a little bit. We're not doing the navy blue, um, but we are also going to be donating to another local location. More details to follow on that. Mm. But yeah, we're excited. So cheers. Cheers. It was fun because we already were, it was like going towards the end of the night. We were all having a good time. And then we were just switched right into brainstorming session. We're like, what if we do this? What if we do that? It's always on the front of the mind, man. How can we improve ourselves? That's it. And, and then- I actually just bought a uh, new phone case that is coming soon. And I'm going to have them engrave it with the logo on the back. Are you really? Case. Yeah, it's a leather phone case. Do you want one? Yeah, that's sick. How do you- what is that? Who makes that? Nick and Lisa. They can do it too. 
Oh my god, their house is gonna smell like trash again. Sure is. I already talked to Nick. I asked him if it was okay. He said yes. So I bought a, a pure Italian leather phone case from Samsung, and uh, it has to be Italian leather. I don't do anything cheaper than that. Um, but yeah, it's gonna be Italian leather, and they can easily engrave the logo into the back of it. So it'll be permanent instead of having the sticker on there because the sticker's already peeling for me. Really? Yeah. My sticker's doing good. But yeah, if we my can hands are it. on the uh, clamier side, so mine are not. Yeah, I wear Vaseline are. gloves six hours a day. <laughs> of mice and men reference that you wouldn't know because you never read the book. No, I thought you were talking about the band Metal. No, um, no, no. <laughs> but yeah, so I'm having them do that. So possibilities are endless. So let us know if you want some shirts. Let us know the sizes that you would like, and also. Not saying that we're going to do them immediately, but let us know what other stuff you would like. If you'd like a coffee mug, if you'd like a rocks glass or phone cases or, or anything like that, we can always continue these brainstorming sessions to see what else we can provide our viewers and listeners in efforts to continue our brand going out. Absolutely. I was told a story by Tom that one of his friends had a Briar Brothers beer. And one of his friends had another friend over that I do not know and said, oh, Briar Brothers, I saw them on the Buffalo Happy Hour podcast. I'm like, no way. Reach, man. Reach. That's sick. That's how we're doing it. We're getting there. We're going to get big. (laughs) (laughs) Somehow. Yeah, somehow. We'll get there. You want to jump into cocktails? Sure do. All right. Drop the beef for the cocktail section. Again, lost myself in the beginning there, but I found it. We're still sleeping. (laughs) So my cocktail is called the Gold Rush. It's two ounces of this fine small batch whiskey, three-quarter ounce Domaine de Canton, and half an ounce of fresh lemon juice. You combine all ingredients in a mixing glass, add ice, shake until well chilled, strain into a cocktail glass, and garnish with a branded cherry. The Gold Rush. Nice. Oh, yeah. Is there anything gold in there? I mean, it looks pretty gold. Oh, does it? Yeah, that's about it, though. That's true, because you you dilute this a little bit, it turns from copper to gold. That's 1,000% false. Not 100%, but I'm sure there's a Wikipedia article that'll back that up. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Just like birds aren't real, and sunscreen's a conspiracy theory. (laughs) Okay, so my cocktail is called Shirley. You can't be serious. Nailed it. All right, so one ounce of Elijah Craig small batch, 0.75 ounces of Pama, Pomegranate flavor liqueur, two dashes of Angostura bitters, two dashes of orange bitters, and three ounces of ginger beer. It comes in a big glass, like a beer glass. Oh, wow. Yeah, you're just going to pound it. So it's like jungle juice. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, exactly like jungle juice. But uh, you add bitters, Elijah Craig, and the uh, liqueur in an ice shaker and shake, not small, but vigorously. Shake it vigorously, man. You're going to strain it into a coupe glass. Top with ginger beer, garnish with three branded brandied cherries on a skewer and an orange twist. Surely, you can't be serious. No kidding. Yep. It's going to be great. That name is not going to fit on the cocktail board, just saying. Not at all. It's going to be mad small. I'm getting all these calls, man, of people, because I've been searching for trucks, because I made a poor life decision and bought a car when I had this house, and I need a truck now. But I've been getting calls all day about these dealerships reaching out to me now. They have all my info. That's what they do. They'll hound you. Oh, yeah. They uh, are struggling because no one's buying cars right now, which is putting me through the ringer because I want to buy a car, but I'm like, you know what? I just bought this car like not too long ago. Do I really like it's not going to be a good investment if I just trade it back in? But we'll see what I can wrangle out of them. I'll go there with the guns out. You You're going to be super upside down if you get rid of the car now. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. It's all good. I don't need to sell it. If I get the right deal, I'll sell it. How I approach life. I mean, true. You're but that being said, I got to go pick up the lawnmower. So if you're free, let me know. <laughs> right now? <laughs> no. Yes, right now. All right, episode's over with. We'll see you guys later. Yeah, we'll see you. Bye. <clears throat> Jeez. Should we rate this thing? We sure can. Let's do it. All right. Elijah Craig, small batch. 1789 Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. You got the uh, label there. Elijah Craig, signed by Elijah Craig, father of bourbon. First to char oak barrels. All that is on the label. I like that. Yep. I like also that this awesome wooden top. I don't know if you can really see. Maybe I'll try for this camera. But uh, right there. Yeah, it's not going to focus. 
right there. It says Elijah Craig right on the uh, cork or a cork, as you say. Um, really interesting, really cool, really cool bottle shape. I'm gonna give this an A plus. I'm down for that. A plus. Boom. Nailed it. What did we do last week? Did we do no? We didn't do Grist and Saw last week. We did something else, right? Or did we do Grist and Saw last week? Uh, no, we didn't. We did Jameson last week. Yep. We didn't write it on the board. Nailed yeah. it. No, it's fine. We're doing really good. I forgot this week's Thursday cocktail post. So that's good. Yeah, you threw it up Friday morning. Mm-hmm. It's all good. People are consistent. I will admit when I mess up. All right. So anyway, nose. <laughs> what are we doing for the nose? Tell the people what you're smelling. I'm getting mint, vanilla, a little ethanol. I like that mint. Because <laughs> as you know, I'm a huge fan of mint. I like that mint call out because I don't know if I would have guessed that if you didn't tell me. Are you getting fruit? I'm getting like a sweet fruit. Not a lot. It's like on the tail end of the nose. Sweet fruit? Got a heart. Press that hard reset button. Yeah, I'm, get, I'm getting a fruit. I'm getting a Folgers Colombian. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I'm giving this an A+. What about you? I'll give it an A+. I feel like I'm going to pass out if I keep putting this nostril in. Yeah, far, you're, you're going hard. Hard on the sense. Because I can, I can smell that fruit now that you're saying that. Maybe like a cherry or like a berry. Yeah. Very faint though. Mm-hmm. Probably it's why a, it would go good with that pomegranate. Yeah, it's on the tail end of the nose. It isn't up front. All right, A plus on the nose, right? So initial taste. I'm getting a little smoke, a little vanilla. This is a char three. Is that what you're going with? Yeah. The wood sugars are not as prominent in this. How long is this aged for? This is a small batch. How long is this aged for? Do you know? No, I don't. I would guess five to seven years. We sound so pretentious, just saying. Um, Fake it till you make it, bro. Yeah, really. But yeah, I don't. I don't. It's smell. not even ten o'clock yet. I- <laughs> Um, but we weren't going to tell the listeners what time it is. It is 4 a.m. Um, but yeah, I'm not getting like a ton of wood sugars. What time is it? It's 10.18 in the morning. There you go. Nailed it. Doing good on Memorial Day. Killing it. Cheers, friends. You can't day drink if you don't start early. Hell yeah. Right, so. Just think if we were at Bill's tailgate, we'd be hammered already. Yeah, 100%. I didn't have breakfast, so I might be. Um, I'm getting spice. Um, yeah. And then, speaking of this... I've been baking. A little clove? Two? Uh, nutmeg. I've been baking way more. So I've been throwing in different ingredients in my baking recipes. I'm picking up nutmeg. Probably just because I just had it, but I'm tasting it here. Okay. Are you or no? Because if you're not, then me neither then. I'm picking up a little mozzarella. <laughs> you had pizza last night, didn't you? God, I love you so much, dude. No, not last night. <laughs> Last morning. <laughs> <laughs> Last day during lunch. Um, I could go nutmeg with that. I'm going A++. I can see what you're talking about with the spices. Because there's like more spices than a nutmeg. Maybe like a little clove. Yeah. And I'm, there too, baking spice The spices. nutmeg. Yeah, the, the spice is up front. The smoke is throughout. Mm-hmm. And then I'm getting a faint bit of nutmeg on the back end mm-hmm. of the initial taste the ending notes i agree i agree i agree i agree i agree, I agree. so what did we give that for a rating a plus plus okay. the ending note i'm getting vanilla um and then i'm getting the oils as well on the ending note it's a smooth finish yeah, but it's very vanilla yeah there's not a lot of burn though yeah the burn for me is in the nose and the very first part of the initial taste outside of that it goes down so smooth this is a dangerous whiskey because you don't really feel that 94 proof. Not at all. You know it's hotter, but it's not anything insane. Like a three-quarter or 1792 full proof, like that's, those are hot. It doesn't burn you down. It's a very, very high hug. 
It doesn't burn you at all going down. Yep. There's no medium hug like in the throat. You don't feel anything in your stomach from my from my end. And normally I have bad acid reflux. So if I if something burns, I feel it in my stomach. I do not feel this at all. This is a very, very high hug. This is dangerous. This is a very, very good whiskey for the price. In my opinion, everybody should have a small batch in their stock just because it's 30 bucks a bottle. Mm-hmm. You can't beat that. And it's a super good everyday bourbon for somebody who actually enjoys and appreciates yeah. whiskey. Where'd you buy this? Um, that specific bottle I bought at Outlet Liquors on Joe Gerben, um, but it's in every liquor store mm-hmm. that I've been to. We need, maybe in the future, once we start getting paid for this, we need to go down to Bardstown. I agree, I agree, I agree. <laughs> I didn't think you would disagree with that. No, I'm down to travel. Plus, the benefit of traveling down to Kentucky is that our money is going back into the U.S. economy. Obviously, it's True. some of the best things ever. All right, final rating. This is just a very good quality value bourbon. Yeah. All right. Give me that countdown. Three, two, one. 94. 93. Nice. 93. This is, wow. This is really good. So this... Little bit of a history for you, BHH history. We did 1790 full proof, uh, 1792 full proof. When was that created? Not in 1792, correct. So, this was in 1789. So, that means this bourbon was created before Kentucky was even a state because Kentucky was established in 1792, and this was 1789. If that date's accurate, yeah. Oh, you didn't write that down in your history notes? I don't know when they okay. started. Gotcha. Let me look them up. Because that would be interesting to see that this was this gentleman. Look up Elijah Craig himself. Let's see this mustache. I can assume that he has a mustache. I feel like any prominent whiskey figure has an extreme handlebar mustache. 1789. He started. So they started this company before Kentucky was even a state. Yep. That's pretty dope, dude. So... Okay, like like earlier, he's a Baptist preacher, educator, entrepreneur in Fayette County, Virginia, which became Scott County, Kentucky, following Kentucky statehood in 1792. In approximately 1789, Craig founded the distillery there. So, so he founded this when Kentucky was still a part of Virginia. Correct. That's sick. Well, yes, correct. Correct. Scottsville, you said? Scott County. Scott County. That's pretty, like... That's the one thing that I do never want. I never want to lose with this podcast is this history that we give behind each company that we review. It's so interesting to hear that this is created in Bardstown, Kentucky, and this started before Kentucky was even a state. Yeah, that's amazing. You're not going to get like that type of history with local because a lot of the local distilleries haven't been around for that long, unless you're talking about like Buffalo distilling. When, but it's not the same ownership. It's just uh, a homage on it, but. This is such cool history to think about that this is before Kentucky was even a state. How long did I say that it was aged for? Seven to ten? Five to seven, I think you said. Well, it's eight to twelve. Nice. So it's eight to twelve years. Look to see if you can find their char. Because I'd be interested to see that. I, I'm not getting a lot of like caramelized wood sugars or anything in this, which means that it's probably a a, a char two, three, maybe a four. But it's nothing crazier than that. It's a three. Yeah, it's a three. That's what I said. Interesting. Cool. Well, that is the whiskey review for Elijah Craig. Um, I am definitely going to go buy a bottle of this because my stash is getting pretty low up there. I have a lot of sours up there, which don't make sense for me, uh, which probably is why they're up there and I haven't destroyed them already because I'm not like a huge fan of them. But I need more stash for up there, so I'm definitely going to go pick up a bottle of this. Do it today. Yeah. They're closed. Perfect. Holiday. Thanks, man. No Appreciate problem. it. So anything else you want to add, Mike? This is a uh, this is going to be a short episode. We're only at 37 minutes. Feels like four hours. It does because we're not even awake. Yeah. No, it's good, man. Let's just uh, let's attack the day. Let's remember why we're off, you know? 
Why are we off? Tell tell the people the difference between Veterans Day and Memorial's Day. Memorial Day. Memorial Day is MDW. <laughs> Beaches. Yeah. Beaches and cookout. That's Memorial the Day is specifically to go to Mickey Rats. No. So Memorial Day is to honor those who sacrificed their lives uh, in support of American values and freedoms and the flag for the flag. Veterans Day is to support all those who have served past, present, and future um, that are still alive, basically. Um, that's how I take it. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of people that for Memorial Day, um, you know, it's it's tough for them because it just consistently reminds them of their super close friends that they lost. It sucks. So, you know, when people text me, like I got, I got a few texts already. They're just like, Hey, either happy veterans day. And they confuse it with Memorial day, or they just say, Hey, happy Memorial day. Like there's really nothing happy about today at all. It's, it's pretty freaking depressing, but you just, you know, can't forget. So it's kind of honor them. Honor the boys. That's crazy. Yep. How is the, uh, first week of Buffalo reopened treating you? The same as the past 12 weeks of closed New York <laughs> treated me. I mean, I still really can't get a sandwich anywhere. Yeah, I don't see anything changing. Yeah, not really. They got curbside pickup at a couple more locations, <laughs> like Cabela's. Very cool. I mean, nothing really has changed. So I'm waiting for phase two. Phase three is when I think things will really start to feel like normal again. So From a establishment standpoint, nothing's changed. But I, I feel like from people... Like, what they've been doing outside has changed. People don't care about this anymore. No. And maybe they should still care a little bit, but I saw a complete 180 from when we are reopened. People are out without their mask on. They're just no care in the world now because we're technically reopened. But that doesn't mean that the concerns and Rona just goes away. Because we fudged <laughs> fudged the statistics to reopen anyway, <laughs> so we really shouldn't even be reopened. But people just are zero cares in the world right now. It's the same thing. I mean, it's people waited until the government told them that it was safe to go about their lives, and there's other people that said, "I'm not going to follow that at all. I'm going to live my life the way I want to live my life." And then there's other people that were a mixture of both, and they're like, "I'll play the game," but I I'm seeing through a lot of this as nonsense and. It's pretty frustrating, but it is what it is. I can't do too much about it because at the end of the day, the government is implementing what it wants to implement, and then local law enforcement agencies are going to enforce what they want to enforce, and we'll just roll with it and let this pass. So for the people that were waiting until certain things to reopen or whatever and then just go about their lives like normal, I think they were just waiting for that initial, let's just reopen, and that's it similar to what you were saying, where now we're seeing Snap stories, Instagram stories, Facebook lives of just mass gatherings and parties on beaches and boats. The Ozarks right now are going nuts. Yeah, the Ozarks (laughs) are having their party. Marty Bird's laundering a lot of money right now. 100%. He's killing it. But it's the same thing. I mean, wash your hands, wash your sheets, wash your clothes, wash yourselves, eat healthy, exercise, and live your life. Which is what you should be doing regardless. Correct. You can't... My thing is you cannot live your life in fear. And I understand that this is contagious. I understand that this is dangerous, but so is HIV and AIDS. So is anything else that's already... So is the common flu. Yeah. And I understand that there's not a vaccine, but do we really need a vaccine for something that has over a 99% survival rate? Yeah. I mean, it's it's 99.986 or something, Yeah, 984, 986% survival rate, but we're only focusing on the point whatever percent. And those death. numbers are somewhat fudged because the hospitals are labeling basically everything as COVID death. And they're they're getting called out for it now where it's like being reported like, okay, yeah. there was a car accident, but you're labeling as a COVID death. It's, I don't know. The whole thing is kind of aggravating, um, but I understand that they, you know, they as in the government had to do something in regards to helping protect people. Um, but again, I think that most of this was a knee-jerk over-exaggerated reaction to something that could have been handled slightly different on all levels, mm-hmm. um, similar to the Skujakuda going from 65 to 35. Mm-hmm. It's meet in the middle. This isn't a federal issue. This is a state issue to me. I I think it's a world issue. It's a, it's a global virus yeah. that's impacted well, everybody. Yeah, right. But, like, so I've been seeing with this phase reopening starting and people being more laxed, I've seen a lot of analogies around like 
people saying, if you're wearing pants and a homeless person is wearing pants and he starts peeing, aren't you going to be happy that you wore pants because it won't get on your leg? That's what masks do. Or today I saw an analogy that said, if you're swimming in a public swimming pool and someone takes a dump in the public swimming pool, they get everybody out, right, out of the public swimming pool and then someone has to clean it up. Like, that's what we should be doing with this. We should make sure that everything's clean before we reopen. Can you give some insight on what the particles are for this virus versus poop and pee, please? I don't know why we have to go to this elementary level of understanding, but it's not the same thing. Correct. You sent me a picture that outlined the fiber of cloth masks versus the particles of the virus. And the particles of the virus are much smaller than the fiber masks. The Yes. The the strand itself is 0.06 micron. Once it attaches to something else in the air, it can grow to 0.14. Typically, it's 0.12 micron in size. COVID-19 is. So when you look at the virus, okay? So what a mask will prevent is you from sneezing into somebody else's mouth. It will prevent you from spitting into somebody else's eye from talking. And in that respect, yes, you will stop large particulate from traveling from person to person. So if that is the intent, then yes, you are correct and you're not wrong. I'm all about it. However, when somebody starts to try to say that the mask will stop just the virus with 100% certainty, I always tell them they're wrong and I will never change my mind because I know the science. And if somebody refuses to acknowledge the science, that's not my fault. A mask, regardless of what filter you put in it, will not prevent the virus from traveling through the mask because it is 0.12 micron in size. That is like having me put my fingers like this and then blow air through it. Something will get between the fibers. It's the same thing. So yes, masks work in certain extents, but it does not stop just the virus from traveling from point A to point B. If it is inside of you and you exhaust it, a mask will not prevent just the virus from leaving through the mask. It just it's not that's not a thing. It's gonna prevent the virus that was latched on to a larger particle from getting through. It'll reduce risk. Yeah. And sure, but again it's not gonna be a one hundred. If you were outside of six feet from someone else and you're outside you don't need to wear a mask. If you're shoulder to shoulder in Wegmans, wear a mask. It'll help. Sure. But again, you're not going to stop just the virus itself. You're going to stop other larger particulate from traveling from point A to point B. So if you're somebody who wants that peace of mind, by all means. I think, this is my personal opinion, there's two ways to go about it. If someone is terrified and wants to Lysol their entire house and essentially ruin their own immune system because they're eliminating any bacteria in their surrounding areas... Then sure, if we're reopened as a state and you're not comfortable, stay home and do what you feel best. That's the beauty of this country. No one is forcing you at gunpoint to go outside and live your life. If you want to stay home, stay home. If you want to continue to do groceries, deliver to your house, you can. If you get groceries from Wegmans, you can deliver your groceries with a $20 minimum per order. I learned that last night. So there's ways to go about it. They're not just eliminating certain things that were implemented during Corona. There's a lot of other ways that you can still maintain that way of life. If you're not afraid, if you don't care at all, if you're totally over it, if you think that this whole thing is a conspiracy, go outside and live your life. If you're someone who thinks that it's dangerous and you think that people should be semi-mindful, then live that life. Whatever you want to do, do. That's the beauty of this country. And... That's literally the end of it. Like, that's all it is. But the whole thing is so aggravating because it's either one side or the other. There's no middle ground. There's no compromise. No one's in the middle. That's what everything is nowadays. Correct. All politics and all public, like, everything now is black and white. There's no gray. Yes. And people are scared of gray because that means that there's some uncertainty there. But us as Americans have to live a risk-based approach. Life is risk-based. If you drive your car, when I get in my truck... I'm going to drive down the road at 35 miles an hour in a vehicle that weighs a half ton. 
that's dangerous. Every single thing I do is dangerous. If I go outside, I can get struck by lightning. If I try to cross a road, I can get hit by somebody. If I drive, I can get hit by somebody. Everything is risk. But Life Mike, is risk. the chances of that happening are small. So is going on a hike and contracting coronavirus exactly. from going on a hike with no one around you. It... I'm labeling you Dr. Michael Kelly for this episode, just saying. <laughs> Great. <laughs> God. It's, we talk about this a lot because it's current. But these are our views on it. I mean, you should be taking a risk-based approach to the way that you live your life. And you shouldn't be infringing other people's abilities to live their life because you're scared. That's my That's biggest thing. That's what this thing. comes down to. That's what my biggest thing is, is just because you might not agree with how someone else lives their life doesn't mean that you have the right or obligation to scream at them or start an argument or have a heavy debate over it like... Okay, if that's where you stand, then that's where you stand. But this is where I stand, and that's the end of it. Like, there's no reason to be in a heated discussion about it. Just live your life the way you want to live your life, because you as a person are able to do that in the U.S. This isn't a communist country. Mm-hmm. This isn't a socialist country. We don't, we're not controlled by a czar like, or a dictator. Just do what you want. There's nothing stopping you from going outside. Right. No one's going to arrest you. You're going to be fine. Unless you go to a gym in New Jersey, then you're going to get arrested. Yeah, or if you ride 200 motorcycles and ATVs down western New York, then you'll get arrested. Did, Did they get that? arrested? Yeah, they got arrested. What was the point of it? No idea. I didn't follow it. I saw it. I'm like, what the hell is this shit? The last thing I saw on the news was the news came out and said, the reason why this happened is still unknown. I'm like, what What was the point of just driving on main roads in off-road vehicles? I just don't. I have no idea. Strange. I think it was like the first nice day, and everyone was like, let's get a ride together, and let's start just destroying everything that we love. And then they're like, okay. So they just started doing it. No reason behind it. I don't get it, man. People are so strange. They were driving on the wrong side of the road, too. It's like, okay, if you want to do a group ride, you, you and I used to be in the motorcycle scene yeah. a little bit. I don't mind doing group rides if we all behaved. But if we're going on the thruway, the Skajakwita, and the speed limit's 35, Adhere to the speed limit. Maybe not go 85 doing a wheelie down the Skajakwita because you know what's going to happen? People aren't going to like that very much. So stop doing it. I got I have that stupid smart news app installed on my phone, so I get notifications of all the important things like 200 people got uh, stopped by the cops in western New York, and then also Hitler's alligator at age 86 died. I'm like, okay, sweet. This is great news. Thank you. Did you see that? Yeah. Hitler's alligator died. Poor guy. Was Why would he- you have an alligator as a pet? Because he's Hitler. Nothing makes sense. Was it? He was 84, 86, right? 86, yeah. Jesus. It's an old ass it's alligator. It's an old alligator. I wonder how big it was. I didn't look into the story because I'm like, this is, involves Hitler. I don't want any FBI's to come to my house. The picture of it seemed pretty large. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. I, alligators are not my forte, man. No. They will eat you, and I'm not about that. Yeah. I'm not doing it. They'll steal your eye, or you'll steal their eye, right? That's right. And they'll steal your hand. <laughs> According to Chumps or whatever his name was, right? Happy Gilmore? Yeah, Happy Gilmore got it. Yeah, you know the alligator that took your hand? Well, I got his eye. <laughs> and he just dies. Love that Perfect. movie. All right, Michael. Well, we can wrap this up. You want to you wanna give our plugs? Kind of do a recap of the episode? Throw it down. I know you're sleeping, so. <laughs> <laughs> it is now 10.38 in the morning. Uh, the episode is concluded after... 51 minutes. 51 minutes. We filled a good 15 minutes with that discussion. Solid. That's what we do. I mean, we're professionals. So. That's it. So <laughs> if you have not picked up a bottle of Elijah Craig, feel free. Uh, they're in every major liquor store in our area. Uh, they're also probably, I mean, they're out of Kentucky, so I'm assuming they're around the country. The plugs for us is Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, any major podcast platform we are on. So feel free to like, subscribe, follow, listen, and enjoy. I'm going to pause you right there because I want to point out something. So we were reached out by a friend of ours who is in the application development area of Field. And he's talking about how he wants to get people together to create an app that you can listen to podcasts on and basically comment and share similar to like what YouTube is right now, where you can watch a video and comment under the YouTube video. So he basically wants to understand the feasibility and applicability of creating such an app where people can listen to a podcast without video, so just the podcast platform, and be able to comment and share and basically interact with the podcast owners within this podcast platform. If you guys have any interest in that, 
let us know because, again, this is just going to be a continuation of support for this individual for him to continue to go forward with figuring out how to, de- how to develop such app. But within the podcast platforms itself, I mean, outside of iTunes, you really can't comment on anything. I mean, the platforms that I have, you can't, right? I mean, I haven't seen yeah. it. Yeah, so this could be a very game-changing app. So let us know if this is something that you'd like because we would then pass the confirmations over to him and then he can continue his development. But I think it could be something that could be very beneficial. For so, sure. So, so let us know. Yeah, so back to your point. Um, keep following us on Instagram and Facebook because that's when you're going to get most of the information and if not all of the information regarding our upcoming merchandise release for round two. So let us know your interest and your size uh, for the upcoming shirts so we can order accordingly from there. We appreciate all support and we are one day closer to interviews. Yep. Boom. Make sure you subscribe. Interviews are coming soon. Yes. Phase three. I don't know. Phase two and a half probably. Yeah. Phase one and a half. We're just going to go out there. We'll figure it out. No masks. All right, this is episode 35, everybody. Peace. We're out. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.